Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 45th episode of the 42 Podcast. And to be honest, I'm going to be really happy when we're out of the 40s because it's really redundant in the opening. But as always, to my left, your good friend and mine, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How are you doing today, buddy? Ah, I'm great, Jacob. How are you, man? What's up? You know, I can't complain. It's just kind of a day, you know, packed and that and kind of crap. I've been having a shitty week, dude. God damn it. What's going on, man? Just inspections at work, trying to get through them. And if anybody that ever works in the construction field has worked with an elevator guy, they know my pain. <laughs> elevator guys, man, they're just so... Um, it seems to me that elevators period, across the board, are union. You're not going to get a non-union uh, elevator guy, which may not seem like a big deal up north, but down here where I'm used to, there's no unions, period, at all. And it's really weird for me to come across that union mindset mm-hmm. of that ain't my job. Like, it just, it ain't my job. And they do it so fucking well, it's infuriating. <laughs> it's so fucking mad, because we're... Well, the way I'm used to working is you kind of scratch each other's backs a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the other trades kind of look out for the other trades and they kind of work together. If there's an issue and there's a there's a gray area for the demarcation of something from the responsibility of them to me, right? Right. If there's a gray area there. It's like, well, you can buy that relay and I can buy that relay. So whose responsibility is it to buy that relay? Like, I understand you can't buy anything on the other side of the relay. That's all me. And I can't work on anything on that side of the relay. That's all you. But we both can put in that relay. So who's going to do it? And how are you going to do it? And I'm Am sure I just going to monitor a lot of the, Like, do you see a lot of the same guys over and over? So you're like, hey, this, I got you last time. So you get us this time, that kind of deal. A little bit. There's too many. I mean, Houston's so big. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, you have to be working in more of a, a niche like, I see a lot of the same sprinkler guys and a lot of the guys that put hoods in kitchens, you know, those big right. vents mm-hmm. that suck up, you know, and they like have Like industrial the, kind of kitchens. Yeah, I, I work with them all the time. But yeah. even then, it's like, you know, I'll do 30 jobs and I'll see the same guy twice. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's not even that normal. Right, okay. But yeah. No, it's just, you know, and then the elevator guys, so if there's an, an issue like that with the electrician, yeah, I can usually talk to the electrician and they'll talk back and they kind of, with the elevator guy, he goes, I don't know. <laughs> that right there, that's where it stops. You need to do this for me. I don't really care how or what you do. That's not, I don't, I don't even care, man. And it just, it's just, but I do it in a nicer way than they do it. They do it in like a, that ain't my job, dude. I don't give a fuck. All right? You figure it out. Call me when it's done. You know, that kind of. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, that's what I'll do. I'll call you when I'm done. <laughs> Fuck an asshole. We, uh, we've started watching this uh, show called Superstore. Uh, it's NBC, I think, and obviously it's making fun of like a Walmart or a Target. Uh, the manager is going through like the manager handbook and it's like what to do if you hear a union what to do if you think you might have heard union what to do if you think you might have heard you thought you heard union <laughs> what to do if someone accidentally said you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, yeah, well, just i guess can't. walmart would lose their shit if they if the workers unionized oh they couldn't afford it yeah it'd be over that's why they pumped the they they, <laughs> they, they could afford the the pay bump you know but they can't afford a union Oh, so, are you excited for this weekend? Yes. Yes. The Conor McGregor fights this weekend. Oh, yes. That's I don't watch UFC. Be... Oh, you don't at all? Not, not really. Even like the, not even the big fights? I mean, if it's on, I'll watch <clears throat> it. Like, it, like, or if, like, but I'm not going to go get the pay-per-view, you know? And, like, if I had friends that were into it, I'd probably watch it more, but... I don't right. really get into into to it that much. So well, you should go eat dinner at one of your favorite bars that has that stuff on. You should go watch it. It's gonna be an <laughs> awesome fight. Which means it'll end up being done in like forty five seconds. So it's gonna get like one good kickoff, and it's gonna be over. <laughs> uh, funny you say that. The guy who's fighting uh, won the world, won the belt 
uh-huh. in his weight division in his last fight in 13 seconds. Damn. Yeah, the guy throws a like a kind of like a fake jab, and McGregor just pushes it down with his hand and comes over the top and just knocks him out. Just clean, just knocks him out. Just clean out. Unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. You're like, and it was against the the reigning world champion. I mean, I like he it. is. He was the best before that, and you just knocked him out in 13 seconds. That really says something. I mean, sometimes you just make that one mistake, you know. Especially at like the UFC, man. Like the the yeah, angles yeah. are so much different because of how how the fighting is compared to like boxing. It's true, but uh, McGregor took him out with pretty clean boxing. Like it was just pretty. Just that's the thing that everybody's been saying for years is that we need a real, real boxer in here. Even though McGregor's not a true boxer, he's like more of a mixed martial artist. But his boxing is world. He probably could go fight in the boxing ring and do well. He's that good at boxing, and they don't wear boxing gloves. Right, they, they wear they wear those little MMA gloves, which are just good enough to protect your knuckles, but not really add any padding. So it's like the damage of bare knuckle without any of the um, repercussions. Mm-hmm. See, there's an argument for not letting the fighters wear gloves at all, right? It gives the guys, the grapplers, the guys who want to reach in and grab and, like, put on chokes and do different things like that, it gives them a lot more, it's a closer representation of combat, mm-hmm. right? Because right now they can't really work with, they got, like, mittens on. Right. Compared to, like, hands where they could actually grab and, you know, interlace fingers and do different things, right? And then it's also not representation of uh, the repercussions of getting hit. Or, I mean, hitting something improperly with bare knuckles. Right. If I hit you right in the... If you get hit right in the forehead, like if I swing and you just kind of duck your head, you're, I'm doing more damage to myself than I did to you. Right, you got yeah. a strong, you know, cranial right. plate right there. Like, if you're not... So, I mean, unless you're trained and you just, like, haul off and hit somebody, you're probably you're breaking probably, your hand. Probably going to break your hand. Yeah. Even if you are trained, those people break their hands almost every fight. Like, one person at least breaks a hand. That's... <laughs> they're weak little bones in there, you know? It's not yeah. easy. But, um... So there's an argument to actually not wear gloves at all. It'd be a close representation of real combat, and people wouldn't be able to just swing, like, Tyson. You know, they wouldn't be able to just throw punches into the head mm-hmm. area and make them land. It would be a more, you know... I, there's an argument about cuts, knuckles cut like elbows, and mm-hmm. wearing the gloves, they don't cut as bad. But you also take away the eye pokes because the way the gloves work is they kind of hold your hands open. You know, they yeah. don't, you know it's, it's a, and it's an effort to close your hands. So when you get tired, you're just putting your hands in the way or in somebody's face, you poke them in the eyes just because you didn't close your hand, you know? So I see the argument both ways. I'd personally like to see a little bit of a loosening on the rules of the USC. You know, it's like, well, they are beating the fuck out of each other. Like, why are we worried about them hurting each other? They're hurting each other already. It's like, let's make this a little bit more closer to, like, real life. Let's make this a... Because you don't want to damage your product too terribly. And for the UFC, the people in the ring are the product. I do do think, though, in my uh, highly scientific opinion... I really do believe that there'd be less concussions with uh, no gloves, though. Oh yes, I mean, but that's uh, I mean that's been proven. That's mm-hmm. why boxers, I mean, I mean, because with those you know eleven ounce gloves, Ooh. they can just go to town. I mean, they can hit as hard as they want, and they're not going to hurt themselves at all. And there's also not a there's a distribution of the actual strike against the head, mm-hmm. so they don't knock out as often. It's a lot harder to knock out wearing an eleven ounce glove, but you're taking the same amount of force over and over and over your head's just bouncing but it's not really getting hit in those certain areas where the nerves get shut off and you actually go to sleep so they're putting people to sleep by actual brain trauma right where the brain's just bounced around enough where it's just like ah oh, fuck this and it just goes to sleep whereas like uh, mcgregor he knocked out jose aldo with a punch directly to the left chin so it moves the chin in a certain way, and you've got that nerve that runs down to your tongue and all those, you know, right here to your teeth. It goes right through the hinge. It's a bad design. That hinge clicks just a little bit, and it shuts that nerve off, and the brain's like, well, fuck this. And you just go to sleep. You cannot help it. It's like a true liver shot. Your body just shuts down. It's just a natural biological reaction to such strikes. Right. And, um, you know, so it's different. I don't know. I think you'd get less concussions. Right. Well, is this, there's that argument that if you were to take off helmets from football players, it'd be less concussions because they can't lead with their head, you know? Right, the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a good argument for that, too. But then again, it's just sports. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> sports. Like, why are we even... 
We should be more worried about like teacher awards and spelling bees. I know, but I um I saw this really interesting um Twitch presentation from uh, Sir Action Slacks. He's a big Dota guy. Um hilarious. Like he's one of the, he just makes like funny Dota vi- Dota videos and stuff. It's, he's pretty good, but he's talking about how it's a, there's a proven link that when the prize pool for a competition gets above a million dollars, people will watch no matter what it is. Oh, right. Like if it was the world championship of checkers, but it was for a million bucks. Some people would watch. Scrabble or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I, I, I hadn't heard that before, but it's a really interesting thing. So it's like... Now that you know esports prizes are starting to get million, two million, five million, more and more people are watching because, hey, there's these guys doing this thing that I've never seen before, but it's for a lot of money, so it must be a real important. Yeah, it must be real. So that begs the question: Does that potentially leads into a snowball effect, right? So you finally make a million dollars. You do a tournament. A lot of people watch. You have enough capital to do another tournament for another million dollars, but this time. You have all of this proof, like, look how popular we were. So you sell all this ad mm-hmm. revenue and make way more of your money back. The next tournament's worth $5 million. Way more people watched because the prize pool's gotten even larger. I mean, is there, is there a potential for if, with proper management, you could snowball that and really... I mean, that's what Valve has done with, with the international, especially. I heard, man, there's a lot of controversy over that one this year. Oh, huh? no, that's, um, that's, the, that's the Shanghai Major that's going on right now. God, what's going on? Can you tune us in? I know you're kind of a Dota guy. I am. Um, I we're still in the house buying process, so I I've, I've played like two Dota games in the last mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's listening to this podcast, you know it's a severe drop off from where I have been the last right. year or so. Yeah. But um, they apparently Gabe, you know the Gabe, the Gabe, the the Godfather, Gabe Newell. Is that, yeah, that's his name. That's his, his name. The Archangel of game, Video Gaming. Yeah, so he, like, apparently didn't, like, he watched, like, one day or something of the production of the qualifiers for the Shanghai Major and fired the production team, like, on the first day. So they have to, like, scramble and get everything going and, like, get a new production team in. And like, apparently it just wasn't very good. The thing is, so so what? Who's who's in the right there? Should they have left the team in until after the major and just let them do miserably, or should Gabe stand up and be like, "Look, we're not going to stand for this. It was a shitty product." But well, I mean, I mean, I respect a guy who can pull the trigger. Right? Fuck and, it. This is wrong. It's like, oh, I love somebody who can just crash a party and go. That's my responsibility. I'm bad. I didn't put that. You know, um, I didn't do that report. I didn't sign that piece of paper. I didn't. You know, I like people who can take responsibility for shit. Let's see what is, I'm trying. So the prize pool is three million dollars U.S. and that is a lot of that is fronted by Valve. Yeah. Okay. So sure. I mean, that's, so they have a lot of money on the line. They're they've been putting a lot of money in the last two. So in August was the international, and that that was impeccably done. It was it was one of those times where you watch and you go, "Yep, this could be a real sport." Like really? the guys were, the guys were on top. I mean, there was still some nebulous stuff with the whole, um, you know, actually what Dota is, but the product, the quality of it. I mean, it was crystal clear, streaming HD. It was really well done. The the all the commentators are really professional about it. Still had fun, but you know, they were they were pros. And then it got even better for the next major in Frankfurt. And so I think he saw one day and said, nope, we can't go backwards. So he just fired him. Okay, well, I guess I'm in. I'm on Gabe's side. I mean, I'm sorry that the major was ruined for everybody that had some stake or were really looking forward to it, but... Uh, I think the only people... No, I mean, they're they're still streaming it and broadcasting it and producing it. They're just... Another team is doing it. So the only people who really lost that was the bad production team. And apparently they had a rough couple of days, but they got everything smoothed out. And apparently it's going really well now. Oh, well, then I don't understand the controversy then. I'm not entirely sure either. Apparently Gabe, like, said some bad things about the guy, like the main guy, like called him, like, some names or something. But I don't know. Like I said, I haven't been on top of it, but 
I think people just like controversy for controversy's sake. Well, I sense um, this has become kind of a little mini-series for everybody who's been listening to the podcast. House Talk. Uh, house talk. All right. All right. How's it going? What's going on? Um, who, are, who are we mad at today? Actually, it's it's all pretty good. Wow. Um, yeah, it's actually this. This is the calm before the storm, y'all. We'll tune in next week for the conclusion of. <laughs> well, well, we're we're starting to get into that. Um, well, we we did the inspection, and everything came out pretty good for this okay, the, good. the new house. Good. Um, we're Not falling apart. You mean? Right. Uh, the loans were were tentatively approved. For the loan, the appraisals happened. The only real issue is the radon is a little high. So, like, what's considered above a normal threshold is a 4.0. I don't know what that 4.0 stands for. I just know it's a 4.0. Mm-hmm. And it came out, came into a 4.1, which we're told that once it warms up, it'll drop below normal levels. It's just one of those things, you know, with an older home. And if we really, and they're going to pay to do a year-long study, and so we can, we'll actually be able to see, you know, what it is over the year. Radion, radon, radon, radon. radioactive. Yeah, I think it is. But like every every house has, every building has some level of radon. But and so you know, well, other than that, you know, it's going pretty good. It's weird. I was joking with my wife today about our uh, loan officers. Like, I have slept with people who knew less about me than this guy does. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got two years worth of W twos, two years worth of tax forms, ninety days worth of pay stubs, nine, you know, three months of bank statements. So it's yeah, no, ah, but yeah. So it's just it's a weird feeling knowing someone's looking at your bank statement that hard. That is weird. Your credit—they're looking back at all the decisions you made. Well, the weird things you bought at sex stores or off Amazon that you didn't think nobody was ever going to look at. And you're like, oh damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. they're never going to sell us a house. Don't even bother. Hey man, as they don't care as long as you could pay they for actually, they don't. They, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, sex toy paid, awesome, <laughs> <laughs> on credit and paid on time, done. <laughs> but like the the what's crazy to me is the income to debt ratios that you could have and still be eligible to buy homes is uh-huh. insane. You can have like forty percent of your income be going to debt payments and still be eligible to buy a house. Like how? How? (laughs) Another thing they don't get is they use gross income and not net income. So they use your pre-tax, pre-4, you know, like if you have a 401k or whatever, they use that Mm -hmm. income instead of what you're actually bringing home. Because I lose... I lose a third of every paycheck to taxes and 401ks and everything else. So, like, my, my yeah. income looks a third higher than it actually is. Wow. Well, I, guess, I mean, I guess it's good for somebody like you who's willing to be responsible with your money. Yeah. It allows you to do a little bit more. But, yeah. And the nice thing about the, I mean, I'm not going to have, like, crazy good internet, which is sad. I was hoping for it, but they won't give it to me. So I'm gonna do Comcast, which, blah, but you know, it's better than Bummer. it's better. It's better than nothing. Apparently, you can pay thirty dollars and they'll give you unlimited data. So if that's the case, I'm just gonna be like, here, take my thirty bucks a month. It's worth it. What are you gonna get then? How fast will it be? Uh, one fifty down and twenty up. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's but you know I've been spoiled for the last year and a half. That's true. <laughs> I have that same thing you have right now, or uh-huh. that you're gonna get, and it's. I think Comcast is afraid of Google because I pay for one fifty, and I've even like on service calls I've called to them on service. <clears throat> if I do a speed test, they're like, "What's your speed test right now?" I was like, "Uh, uh one eighty one." 
Like, you know, I was like, I didn't want him to turn it down. <laughs> I was like, 181. He's like, yeah, there you go. You're doing okay then. I was like, well, yeah, but. So, I mean, I'm only paying well, for 150, but I'm getting 180 down. It's right. like, damn, that's a lot. Right, but it's it's sort of a, that, that number is an average. I know. So you, you're actually probably really close to a switch. Like Probably. Wherever, you know, it goes from copper to fiber. You're probably, probably. really close to that. Yeah. Which I'm going to be really close to that in my new house. That's cool. So you might even 300 feet. There's yeah, a fiber get... line 300 feet from my house. I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder if they would notice if I just like clipped it to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably if I cut into that cable and take down like half the eastern seaboard, probably. <laughs> my uncle. So you know how you call 811 or whatever it is to have them come out and mm-hmm. mark your land before you dig? He was the. Um, he was the foreman on a job site in Tomball. And they came out and did it, and they missed a line. Well, this is the story I knew when I was like 11. I don't know if it's true or not. But anyway, they, uh, they were digging with a traco and ripped up the, uh, the fiber optic line that went from um, through Tomball like, to, I don't know, like L.A. or something stupid like that, or Dallas or Austin or something. And it shut down like all communication, like all of it. It was 100 thousand dollars like a minute or something mm-hmm. while it was down well that's why there's lots of them now you know you know one. that <laughs> you know that um oh yeah this was like <coughs> wow this was literally like 19 years, years ago, ago. <laughs> yeah 19 years ago when he did it but um you remember that scene in et when they know that et's there and all the people in the white suits and the plastic shit ascend right and there's all these trucks and that's what they did dude Holy shit, the whole job site gets shut down. People are yelling. Lots of people are yelling. And there's people that show up with these white tents and make these clean rooms and these, like, sections where you had to go from one thing to another, and they're all wearing these white suits and shit, and they're in there putting that shit back together. So yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, it's light. Any little bit of dirt is going to screw it up. Any little bit of dirt. Have you seen those GIFs or those internet, like, videos where they... <clears throat> they show you like a big piece of fiber optic with a little bitty laser and then they shine it in and it goes through mm-hmm. and then they move the angle of the laser and it hits and it does the bounce down. I was like, wow, that's really cool shit. That's really cool shit. Yeah, It's learned- cool when you can actually visualize stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for me anyway. <laughs> I learned all sorts of stuff about fiber optic lines, how there's like, there's, there's dark fiber and light fiber and long distance and short distance. <laughs> And they use new like pulse technologies and mm-hmm. wave like wave different like different waves and stuff and like I think they can send color down it now and because of that they can split the information you know uh-huh. along the color bands and stuff. So all of these fiber optics lines we we ran are kind of useless now. Yeah, it's like because they're only using like one of the fibers through it. You know, and it'll be a whole bundle of fiber. Mm-hmm. I guess we're good for the next hundred years though. <laughs> like like I get like some part intellectually of me kind of gets how it works right but the mm-hmm. other part of me is like that's just magic oh i, I yeah. I've, I've read the signs i get it like yeah that's just no but in practicality who's the guy who's like hey you know what see this flashlight we're gonna send data with it yeah it's just pulses of light or infra you know reading information of the wave you know what blows me away the most though hmm. is i have an i7 i got one of those badass i7s in this computer right and if I ever go check the processing, like, it's like, I really overbought. I never get it above, like, 18, 22%. You know, I'll have everything open on all my screens. It's just like... like trying to. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand Chrome tabs. It just doesn't care. It just doesn't care. And it's just like, that's magic to me. That little bitty thing opens and closes that many gates. You know, because, I mean, it, you really have to think about what a computer chip mm-hmm. is. It's just these little bitty contact relays in there that are opened or closed. They're little gateways and paths, and they send information, and that pulses of information somehow get fucking magic, and then you get shit out of it. You get information. It's like, what the actual fuck? Because when you really think about it, all you can do is an open and close. Like, you can do, like, you can add resistors so you can send things and it slows down, and the other paths get there first and open and close things, right? But you're really just essentially working with. Open and closes. Ons and offs. Ons and offs. Mm-hmm. And it, they translate ons and offs all the way to this conversation, all the way to your smartphone, all the way to the 
all of human information ever in the palm of your hand at all times with ons and offs. What the fuck? Actually, like, that's just mind-boggling that that can happen. That's magic to me. Yeah. Now, there's any, any sufficiently advanced technology is perceived as magic. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was talking, we were talking about sci-fi last time. I gave that stuff a little bit more thought, like sci-fi in the future, like what would Star Trek sci-fi look like? Mm -hmm. It has to be some type of technology that it's utilizing, like, magical levels of... Of amazingness. Yeah, right? I mean, I guess. But I guess a phaser is kind of a, a wand that shoots fire. Like, the, a phaser is a blasting rod, right? Essentially? Essentially, yeah. I mean, it really kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. It's just That was an interesting question, and I really gave it some thought after we talked mm -hmm. about it. Because I couldn't, you know, it's, that's a big question. It's like, I really couldn't come up with anything that was other than, like, metaphysical stuff. Like, where they start breaking down why. You know, they started messing around with those rules. Yeah, I think, I was thinking about it too. I was thinking like, maybe it'll be where they start, they go deeper than just splitting the atom. They mm -hmm. start splitting quarks. Ooh. But they already, like, Star Trek's already got antimatter and matter, like, propulsion and stuff. I mean, I don't know. You know, I heard an interesting, uh, like, a really sobering fact. Hmm. You know that, um... That deep space Hubble experiment they did where they had a Hubble look at the darkest part of the sky for like four months straight and they took a picture. Right. And the picture's like 200 uh, galaxies or something, you know, 13.8 billion years away, right? They said if you got in a spaceship, if you got in the USS Enterprise, right, and you could do 9.6, it would take you like 3 billion years to get there or something stupid. It's like, wow, or like 300 million or something. You know, it was like a number that was just unfathomable. Like, even at nine times the speed of light, it takes you yeah. too long. Too long. Damn it. It was a sobering fact. I mean, I always knew it, but when they, they were just talking about it, you know, they're just, as facts go, they're like, think about it, that the whole Star Trek uh, experience, the whole Star Trek universe is, happens in one section of one right. galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. well, unless you count voyager but you know that still doesn't really i mean right right but like yeah. all of tng ds not ds9 and well besides the wormhole parts and tos all happen inside the one quarter of the milky one way fourth of the galaxy yeah that's it's... amazing that's just sobering <laughs> yeah <coughs> it's so big it's humbling there's no other way to to say it yeah, the only just, way we're going to get to another galaxy is wormholes. That's it. It's yeah, the, only well, way the folding to... of space. Right. They think, they think we might be able to just bend space all the way to each other. Well, that's Which, essentially what? what a wormhole is. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about, you Shut up. crazy bastards? <laughs> oh, so I saw something cool. Well, kind of cool today. At least it's cool for me. My first piece of software that had an Oculus Rift button. Nice. Yeah. That shit's real. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, I downloaded the uh <laughs> I downloaded the Steam this is Humble Rags. But I downloaded the Steam uh VR ready test. Oh yeah. I'm in the good. I'm clean. Let's just put it that way. I'll yeah. do that. I ran um my average frame rate was like hundred and eighteen. Hundred and nineteen nice. or something. So I'm like, well, they want, you know, at least above ninety. But they, they, the higher it is, like at 120, the experience is way better than at 90. Like way better. Right, right. You know, if you got like a 980 Ti, you can get like 160. Yeah, I was reading this story about how they've ported Minecraft to Oculus, which is, oh, which is going to be the car killer so, app, right? So sexy. Uh, so sexy. That would be so much fun. This guy was like, it's really fun, but it's really hard for your brain to handle. Because it's never seen anything like this before. Even well, in the low-res graphics, it is, there are too many things going in different directions that your brain is, like, you're, you've never seen going in that many different directions at one time in the air and underneath you. And it's just, it's hard to handle. Blake did it, you know. He was up there at a, one of those, like, Comic-Con kind of things here in Texas. Mm -hmm. And they had a, an Oculus Rift thing going on. And they had some really cool game you could play. 
But then around the corner, they had this really shitty game you could play, and nobody was in line for it. And Blake's like, well, I just want to put the helmet on. I just want to look around, so let me do this one. He says, he goes, dude, I don't know why the fucking line wasn't out the door for that game. He goes, even as gay as it was, he goes, I was only in it for like three minutes, and when I took my head off, it was like, he goes, I just, because you feel weird for a second. You're just like, it's, it takes you a minute to even kind of come back after three minutes. You're like, wow, this is how, your brain's like, how was I just somewhere, you know, there's just a slight confusion, he said. He's like, you know, not really confused, but there's just that right. pressure of confusion. Like, what? This is strange. He goes, dude, it was real life. He goes, it was so strange. He goes, the graphics, you could look at it, and you're like, wow, those graphics are shitty. This world is low res. He goes, but there was no part of your brain that was like, this isn't a real world, though. Like, it might be a low res world, but we're in it. We're hell, holy shit. He goes, man, shit's way more intense. You're racing the car, and you look beside you, and the noise, and the car's right there, and you're, he's like, your heart just races, and you're just, your palms sweat, and you just, he's like, dude, you get into it. Like, no problem, really into it. Because the only thing that's really confusing is when people outside the world talk to you and you try to look at them because you're normal, you're used to being mm -hmm. able to play video games and look away. And then you just look in the world and your mind's like, I can't figure this out. You know, it's just like, because <laughs> it's going to be an issue, man. Because I'm not sure this is actually, you're going to read stories about people like causing psychosis and different shit over this stuff. Yeah. It's going to be really. People are going to go in and never come out, man. Did you see the videos of, uh, that company that took Oculus to the porn convention in Vegas, uh, and people were putting it on. Not a single person took that thing off and didn't go, "Holy shit, dude! What a game changer!" It's like, yeah, wow, what a game changer. That's gonna be crazy. We're going, man. It's here, dude. The Oasis is coming. Yeah, I mean, I I got to do uh, an Oculus demo about two years ago. So like on the original, I don't the even bad, the bad one, right? The bad one, yeah, and it was something else even it was then? some even, even then it was something it wasn't from what i can tell it wasn't when i also wasn't i was only probably only in for about a minute and it was also a demo so i was just like looking around and watching things going but i mean it was intense yeah you know? i'm but so excited but from what i can tell from like the second version the one that's out now or is it version three that's out now like the consumer version consumer version is coming out it releases in april but if you pre-ordered it now, you probably wouldn't get it until the end of July. Right, but is it? Is it? It's the it's the done one. It's the one that. Right, but I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think which real iteration they're on. Third, the DK. Third. You could you could buy the DK one. Well, I guess the DK one would be the second iteration because they built like the prototype. Mm -hmm. We could buy the DK one. We could buy the DK two. Now they're giving us Oculus. See, I would have been on DK one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, and that. That was unreal. It looked like you were looking through a screen door and kind of, you know. But now it's... He was like, dude, it's really, really amazing. Really amazing. He was raving. He just talked about it for a long time. It's like, oh, I gotta do that. Yeah, the, I uh, wanted the Vive, but did you see how much they want for that bastard? Like, was it like 700 or something? 799 Oof. Screw that. But it's also the Oasis. It's literally the Oasis. You're going to be able to like set up. I could just, oh, I don't even, oh, it's so hard to think about. You could just take everything out of a room, put them in the different corners, and set the lighthouses up. And then you have a holodeck, motherfucker. A fucking holodeck. You can walk around objects. Like actually with your feet, walk. Uh, I am. It's that's worth eight hundred dollars if you have it. I mean, a lot of it, a lot right. of people don't have it, but it's worth it. It's not like that's overpriced. They're offering a lot, man. I want that so bad, <laughs> but I want lots of things so bad. I know. <laughs> there are lots of things I want so bad, <laughs> <laughs> but all I really want is to get rid of my student loan debt. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, not really because I don't have any, but I've heard people talk about it a lot. <laughs> oh, there, there's a comedian. He's talking about uh, his mortgage. Like, one of his friends asked if he wanted to do ass. He's like, no, man. I don't need my mortgage coming to life and trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know how that's going to feel. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it'll feel good. I feel way better about spending twelve hundred dollars a month to live somewhere if I knew that twelve hundred dollars oh, is nice, still mine. It's still yours. The nice thing about well, besides the interest and taxes and stuff, right? But, property taxes rolled in, but but still, because of where this house is, it's out of Allegheny County, so the okay. taxes are a lot cheaper. Nice. So the house is actually three hundred dollars less a month than the, house, the original house we we're gonna buy. That's good. I'm paying like 800 bucks a month for this house. Almost 2,000 square feet. Finished, finished, uh, uh, finished attic. That's awesome. Is the attic going to be the podcast? No. I'm, well, there's heat and stuff down the basement. So I'm actually going to build like a shell and like create a, a booth for me. You have a, you want to know a good material for that? Hmm. Um, the insulation you put in freezers, like if you're going to build a walk-in freezer, it's, a, it's an inch-wide styrofoam covered in aluminum foil on both sides. You can buy a sheet, like a 4 by 8 sheet for like 20 bucks. You can buy a couple of those and then put it up. It's really easy. You just use some industrial-grade duct tape on each side and, you know, kind of like settle it in and just use a little bit of engineering. It helps with it. They're really quiet. They're really cool. You can put it around a vent or pipe in, a, you know, take half the vents and pipe in it in with like a, a dryer vent. You know, those right, uh-huh. metal, you know, just duct tape that to the vent and duct tape it into your, you know, and put an exit fan of some sort. And then glue your um, soundproof material to it. That's what I was going to do eventually at some point. Maybe do that. They build um, yurks or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but like uh, people are, who are hardcore campers, they'll build, um, you take a bunch of sheets in, a, in a, like a hexagon shape. And then you cut some triangles where they lay. You know, you just use some basic mm-hmm. geometry and engineering and then duct tape it all together. And you can build, like, semi-permanent structures in, a, in an afternoon that can hold, you know, 12, 20 people or whatever, whatever however you want, however many you want. And then because of the freedom of the design, you just use basic TP designs that people have already come up with all over the place. So there's a lot of really – and you can build these really cool houses, like out in the desert and in Colorado yeah. they do this stuff. What I was thinking about doing, uh, I was gonna actually gonna like at least frame it a little bit mm. and put some paneling up so it actually looks a little bit like a room mm-hmm. and not just a thing in in the basement. That's kind of cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, the way the way I've been looking at doing it is probably about hundred hundred fifty bucks for a fully you know or not fully but mostly soundproof little podcast cave. Probably have to run like an extra line down with an extra router just. You know, because. just just depending on where the router is compared to the you know the computers, maybe just run a hard wire and just jack into it that way. Yeah, I think I, I'm, a, I'm, always, I'm a big fan of hardwiring in my main rig. Yeah, well, my, our main rig is always going to be well it, it, as long as we can hardwired, but it's also going to be right by the TV. Which it's I, really strange that you consider your TV, your family computer, your main rig. Wouldn't you want, like, your rig? Like, in your own little room with your headphones and your, like, video... Just getting your game on, man. Just, like... I guess y'all are just... You like being around each other more than that. Yeah, and, you know... I mean, Kelly Kelly plays more newer games than I do. So, I mean, it's good for her. And she likes to play them, like... Because she grew up on consoles. Right. So she's much more a console gamer. And, you know, she's one of those those people where she's, like... Hey, I'm gonna knit, and you should play Dota, and I'll watch you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so I'll just get on my headset and hook up into the main rig and play Dota, and she'll knit, and we'll hang out, and you know, she'll tell me I'm terrible at times, and it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, what do you think about the whole Xbox move, like merging the platforms? If they can pull it off, I am all about it. I think that'd be really cool. So do you think they're really going to get rid of the exclusives? Like basically like if the new Halo is going to be Xbox One and PC? If you like money. If you like... I mean, what the fuck, right? I am not going to buy your Xbox One. It's a piece of shit. It can barely handle today's graphics today. It won't be able to... It'll, I'll, I'll be stuck with these graphics in four years. You want me to handle these graphics for seven years. Do you know what my computer will look like in seven years? Completely different. <laughs> Completely. I, it won't even be the same thing. And I can't play Halo? 
Because I'm not going to buy your shitty Xbox for $400. It's way too much. It's a whole new graphics card, you assholes. Right? But I would buy Halo. Halo would be the shit on the computer PC. Like, even if I have to play with an Xbox One controller hooked up to the PC. Okay. If I that's play the, a lot if, of games with the Xbox, with right. my X360. I would too, but I mean, if that's the b- barrier to entry, so we all play on a level playing field when we go into multiplayer, okay. Because then you can leave auto-aim on and stuff, and you can make right. things just work a lot better. It can cross-platform a whole lot easier. You just essentially make them both PCs. and. Okay, so here's a question for you. What would you pay for a Xbox One drive? That I can put into my computer? Yeah, yeah. You could just put it into your SATA. Not, well, not your SATA. I would uh, pay for a... Like, would you pay like 150 bucks for an Xbox yes. One drive that you could sure. just put Xbox One games in? Yes. If they could make it... Yeah, that would be the SATA. Yeah, we'd go into the SATA. That's where your, that's where your DVD drive goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. It'd yeah. be that kind of drive. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, absolutely. Sure, 100%. I've, yeah, I, might the... even, I might even pay $200 for that. Maybe. You know, depending on how bad my kid wanted it. Because there's a lot of games that he wishes he had. He likes the Xbox better than I do. But it's just like, I'm not buying the Xbox for you. But I really do think it'd be awesome if I could buy a drive and play Call of Duty. And not play the PC Call of Duty. But play the actual Call of Duty that the... It's way more geared toward gamers. I mean, uh, consoles. Mm-hmm. If I had some type of drive that had, like, the chipset from... Uh, I don't even know how they would do that. But if they did do that, I'd be all the way on board. Well, I mean, if they're going to... Because they were talking about going to universal apps. I know. And Across their whole system. Which is huge. They mean it. Not just like from their... I thought they meant like their phones, their pads, and their computers. But no, they mean that, their servers. They mean everything. See, the Xbox was always the question mark. Because yeah, I mean, they've been I, talking universal apps for three or four years now. Mm-hmm. For a long time. And me and, me and my friend, he's, he's also a big Windows fan, even though we both have Androids. Um, we're just like, I wonder if they'll do it with the Xbox. And they kind of they kind of teased it with like um, apps that weren't the games. Mm-hmm. Like you could build like a like a media app that was universal, but not like a game. But now you can. I think it's a strong move. And I also heard that the um, the guy running the Xbox media or whatever he had an interview and he was saying that he doesn't understand why a modular console wouldn't work he's like i he goes this could be the last console that we sell because we could be selling modular consoles from now on where you're just simply upgrading there's no way we can keep up with pcs if we don't sell the ability to upgrade the systems you're going to need to be able to take out the graphics card of your xbox and put a new one in if you want to play pc level graphics like there's no other way we can do it but i don't understand why we couldn't do that he's like we just we sell them a shell and then you just always build something that fits in that shell, you know? Right. Well, the the answer is for a long time, a long time, most people didn't want to deal with it. They wanted to click a button, put in a disc, and go. That's still an inch. That's still the, that'll still be an issue that I didn't even, because to me, I built a computer, so I don't mind. Because, I mean, I assume that an Xbox would be super easy. It's like you push it in and it goes, and it like slicks out like uh, the LG phone would, right? And you just mm-hmm. you slide the whole thing out and then you slide the new one in. So I'd really comfortable with that. But I could understand. I could understand um, my neighbor who likes to shoot zombies but doesn't even have a fucking clue how anything works. Yeah. He's like, I, I put that disc in, I turned it on, and I have not. I just turn it on and I turn it off. That's all I do. It's like, oh well, yeah, that could make sense. You sure, sure you don't want to fix yours up? That would make sense. But I mean, they make like um, that new uh, Far Cry. It'll run on a piece of shit computer that's way less powerful than the Xbox One. It looks like crap, but you can do it. Like mm-hmm. they could also do that, where just the graphic settings and the the processing power just keeps getting turned down for the older you know generation. And then eventually it phases out. You can't, that old chipset doesn't... Well, how would they do... Yeah. There is a lot of issues there, right? You've got to figure a lot of things out to do it that way. Right. Uh, I mean, eventually you would have to get people to upgrade. Mm-hmm. At least something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people are used People are used to upgrading now. I mean, we're used to getting new TVs every couple new, of years. New phones. new phones. New... And so this way you just be like... You know, you call the Geek Squad and say, hey, my Xbox is telling me I need a new this, this, and this. How much is it going to cost? And since you're not buying an entire system, you're like, oh, you know, 100 bucks. Or you have like a, 
a subscription service that once a year you, in the mail you get the new graphics card and new chipset and you just slide it in and send the new ones back to Microsoft. They could also do it like a trunk club. They send you an empty box. You put your shit in, you send the box off, they send you a new one. You know, like right. you could offer an upgrade service. Mm-hmm. For $30 a year, we'll upgrade your stuff plus the cost of the equipment. Right, well, I mean, I, if, if I were Microsoft, and I think I, they could get away with it for like 20 bucks a month, and once a year, you either send your thing in, they send it back, or you just have them send it to you and you mm-hmm. send their stuff back. Mm-hmm. You know, however you want to do it. I mean, that that's actually probably the model they're going for. I'm okay with that. You know, in Microsoft okay being that. Microsoft and having everything else, they could have, you know, the 50 bucks a month, right? Is every Microsoft service, period. Xbox, Office, you know, OneDrive, the whole kit and caboodle. I love OneDrive. It's nice. OneDrive is cool. It's nice having a terabyte storage. Yes. <laughs> but I pay for that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand. Kind of. I don't abuse it. No, no. I just download stuff out of it. (laughs) I don't do that. I'll just look in there and I'm like, ooh. I I have, I could have like four different emails on it. Like it ends up being like six terabytes as cloud storage. That's awesome. But it, but it comes with my office subscription, Mm. which I can put on multiple PCs and stuff. So. It's like it's like up to five PCs of full office plus a terabyte of cloud storage, which for and and if you do if you look on if you watch Amazon you can always get it for like seventy bucks for a year. It's not bad. It's not bad at all, especially if you use Office, which I do, and I love Office. <laughs> I love Microsoft. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bit of a fanboy. Yeah, I think so. I think a little bit, which is really kind of strange because you were a fanboy of Apple there for a minute. Yeah, well, I really, I mean, I mean, for a while, I mean, it was the iPhone or nothing. It was from the future. It was from the future. Yeah, that dude. first iPhone was from the future. That was it was from now. It wasn't until at, it wasn't until about the, in my opinion, about the. 3s or four that other companies really started to catch up. Even the the 3G, like the first, like the the one with the curved black back, like that one. The first, um, yeah, I don't think the first Samsung phone that really cut it wasn't until you had the S5 or the Note 3. That was only like, like two years ago. Yeah, I don't. They weren't worth it until then. You really, an iPhone was better. Yeah. But now I'd really argue with you that a Note 4 does not beat the new iPhone. Even a Note 4, which is an old Note, it's still better than the new iPhone. That Note 4 is a fucking awesome phone. I mean, I understand you might have some issues with Samsung's. You don't like the operating system. But golly, that phone itself is awesome. And it has the old style um, engineering in it like uh, Apple used to have. It's like, I want to turn that off. I bet it's right here. Look, the option to turn it off is right there. Look at that. I'll turn it off. That was what blew me away about the, the original iPhone. Yes. Everything yes. made exact sense. I didn't have to struggle at all. It's like, well, I should turn the Wi-Fi off. Well, I bet it's right here. There it is. I'll be damned. And that's something that's not as true about the new iPhones. No, no. Because I was a- playing with my wife. She's got a 6S. And it took me a little while to find something like, no, Apples are supposed to be idiot-proof. Idiot-proof. It- like, to the point where it was a luxury in the beginning. Yeah. Like, truly idiot-proof. It's like, oh, well, I bet it's right here. I'll be damned. It's like, how do I move an icon? I bet I would just hold on to it first, and then I can move it. It just made sense. You know what I mean? Everything just made sense. Like, well, how do I get that to stop? I bet I would just click the, the home button. Of course. Why wouldn't I click that? You know what I mean? It just all made sense. And I, I think that's what really helped fuel the rise of smartphones, which yeah. really fueled yeah, the rise absolutely. of the Internet. Absolutely. Like, if you were to watch, 100%. like, internet users and smartphone users, I guarantee you they run in tandem with each other. That's what made Facebook what it was, because the iPhone came out at just the right time for Facebook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. So, like, I graduated college in 2007. Mm-hmm. And not everyone had... No one had a smartphone. And almost only about half the people actually had cell phones. In That's two, hard to remember. In 2009, 
everyone had a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Less than a year, like a year and a half later, everyone had a smartphone campus. It was super bizarre. You were one of the first adapters, too. Mm-hmm. I got mine six months after it came out. I couldn't believe it. It was... I, I remember <laughs> I remember that at my birthday in Dallas, I was like, this is from the future. This is this is alien shit. This is more proof of Roswell than a fucking transistor is. What the <laughs> fuck? I remember it could put us within like three blocks of our location, and we thought we were... I, it was just like, I can't fucking believe it. I can't... This is unbelievable. <laughs> We 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 kind of know where we are. We kind of yes, it's so true. <laughs> it was using radio towers and Wi-Fi signals that Google Maps had, act you know illegally scanned and shit. It was <laughs> some old school shit, yo. <laughs> I I don't want to derail us too far into politics but i did hear like the one super tuesday was yesterday we got to talk about it a little bit okay but i did hear the one great reason why you would want trump to be president (laughs) because you know within 15 seconds of finding out about the aliens in roswell he's going to tell everybody (laughs) (laughs) like okay i can get behind that (laughs) i'm in i'm in let's get this guy in then i'm okay yeah fine hey man he's better than hillary Better than Hillary. Yep. I saw the, yeah, that picture that's going around. It goes around every election, but it's going around <laughs> on Facebook right now. The Cthulhu, where he's holding up his fingers and he's all got the, you know, but he's wearing a suit. <laughs> and it says, vote for Cthulhu. Why settle for the lesser of the evils? <laughs> yeah. The, another one I see around is the, uh, the sweet meteor of death. Because he promised to bring equality to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things. You know how everybody's got these like really poetic or poignant. Um, they'll do these little blurbs or tweets about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And I've seen really, I've seen really articulate versions on both sides. Right? I've seen really articulate. Articulate. But my favorite one that resonates the most with me is No Lives Matter. The universe don't give a fuck about you. It's like, you know what? That's the actual truth. No lives actually matter. No like that, one cares. I've, I've run over squirrels and nothing happens. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a life. It's gone. And nothing. No, there no consequences. The universe don't give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about whether you're black, Mexican, human, dolphin, spiders, bees. They don't give a fuck. Fuck it. Make it. Do it on your own. I don't give a shit. I got, I got stars to blow up and black holes to make. You think you're important? I don't even think the universe can see in that resolution. It doesn't even... The only part of the universe that cares is us. Right. Yeah. Fuck it. No <laughs> lives matter. You're all going to die and be forgotten in 500 years. Only the, only the truly amazing once in a generation... Not even generation, but once in a, a whole... I don't even know what you would call it, but... What, there's like five or six, 50? Like, I don't know. How many people do we know? Well, I guess there's more than that. But there's not a lot that survive 100, 500 years. Are we talking about anybody from 500 years ago that much? I mean, you've got... I mean, you have to be a prophet. You have to well, start a goddamn religion. You know, you, you, well, you have your... Well, obviously, religious figures. You have your great historical figures. Uh-huh. Napoleon, Alexander. Well, not, yeah, yeah, Napoleon's, not even five, the... not, Napoleon's not even 500 years old. That's true. That's we a talking, weird thought. Like, what is Mongolian? Like, Mongolian um, like 500 years ago? Or I don't I mean, know. we're... It's not that good for me. Chris Columbus, you know, that was a thing. Shakespeare. Um, so da Vinci. The Crusades, then? Uh, when were the Crusades? Well, probably the newest you can get is about the Renaissance. Right. But my point is, is... You have to do something really fucking special. It doesn't really care about you. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. And that is just the history. Like, we don't actually care about that person anymore. Like, they're just a right. story. They're not real. They stopped being real generations ago. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody makes an excellent movie. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked since uh, the Oscars. We have not talked since the Oscars. Do you care? No. Leo won. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, he felt like it was um, 
It's like Peyton so, Manning winning the Super Bowl. It's like about time. God damn it. That'd be a real shame if you didn't. You're right, but it was more, it felt like more like a lifetime achievement award type thing. Because <laughs> there's a couple of times he should have won it. Absolutely. More than once. But more than once. Those times that he didn't win it, there is a good argument for the person who did. Right, right. He went up against some fucking killers. It was kind of like Denzel Washington. It took him four, five, six tries, kind of like you know Leo to get his. Um... Did you see that video of Leo? I didn't know this, but you get your Oscar, and then they go and engrave it. It's not like they had it engraved for you before you got it. So there's no way for anybody to know who won. Right. Right. So there's this professional. He's been doing it for 50 years or whatever it is. Like this guy who like engraves you know the oscars mm-hmm. so leo takes it down there and he goes so you do this every year or whatever and the guy goes yeah yeah i've been doing it for like 25 years or whatever and leo goes oh hey, that's cool i wouldn't know <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like that's kind of funny that's kind of funny like he I, even like played into the joke like oh, okay he gets it too <laughs> i love i love people who just like play into it yeah why not so, uh ricky fowler he's a golfer fifth ranked in the world um uh, and he was leading the la- tournament last weekend after two days and then had a really bad third day. And his, his, um, his name is spelled R-I-C-K-I-E, but ESPN put it with a Y. Mm-hmm. So he took a picture of it and tweeted, like, at least spell my name right if you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, who's this guy? <laughs> <sighs> what else we got to talk about, Jake? Huh? Anything interesting? Anything interesting? Um, oh, we might have found signs of a civilization in another galaxy. Yeah, too bad it'll take us a billion years to get there. Or even, or yeah, or <laughs> I don't even remember what the number is, but I think it's like 300 years to even respond or something stupid. Like at the speed of light, it's like, it's more than that. It's like 3,000 years to respond. But we are getting mathematical repeating um uh radio waves in a in a distinguishable pattern that's repeating and then it'll wait and then it'll go and it'll do another number and then it'll do another number and then it and it builds and then it stops and then it does it again and we've had these radio waves come in before you know there have been moments where we're like wow that's weird but we've never had it repeat at the same place this many times. And people are really like, you know, the people who are into it are kind of into it. It's kind of interesting. Kind of freaking I think it's, out a little bit. It's kind of cool. It's kind of I cool. Think it, I think it has ramifications on religion on such a profound way. I really do think if, like, we knew definitively that we're not alone. Not, not that some amoeba exists in Jupiter's moon who gives a fuck about that shit. I mean, it, it's cool, right? It's like, oh, wow, right. I mean, life's... Life goes on. I saw Jurassic Park. I believe that. But our life finds a way or whatever, right? But if there's an intelligence with a, with a parallel like intelligence to ours where they have the idea of like if we send a repeating prime numbers repeating and then send that repeat, you know what I mean? Like this specific like, hey, we're doing this on purpose. This isn't an accident. This isn't an accident. This isn't an accident. It's just like, wow, like they're out there. Did Jesus go die for them? Why didn't God tell us about this? Like, I think it just really like changes things. Where you just, it's a, you really got to have a conversation and explain that away, because that's a real. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's I've told people like that would be one of the few things that like completely shakes my faith to the core. Oh yeah, like that would be really interesting. So I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a really, in a way, kind of creepy. In a way, kind of creepy. I just had the worst idea, though. It's like, you know, because we've been beaming stuff into space for years because this is how, you know, things go. It's like, they're probably picking up their sitcom from 3,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you know you know how everybody says that, like, the first um, broadcast we ever made was Hitler? It was the first thing powerful enough to get outside of the solar system? Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. But you know what they don't tell you about that interesting fact? What's that? Is by the time it gets anywhere where somebody could listen to it, it'll just blend in with the background radiation of the Big Bang. Like, it'll just sound like static. There will be no way to dice- decipher that it was Hitler, like, on a radio. Like, there, 
it, it will just be so indistinguishable from all the other intermittent radio waves that it won't be there. Right. You have to do it the way they're doing it. A very strong signal at a repeating, you know, to transmit information across the, the cosmos is nearly impossible. Yes. So the question is, if it is nearly impossible, maybe they're wrong about how close they are? Oh, yeah, who knows? I mean, their math is pretty sound on light. Like, they really do seem to have a pretty firm grasp on how light works. And because of that, they you know how humans are. We just like to keep breaking shit down farther and farther. And even still, our understanding of light, we can really figure some shit out with, like, the red and blue shifts of things. And the, however, like, the amount of light per whatever, like, they seem to do a pretty good job, but I mean, yeah, the whole universe could just be like 400 miles wide and we just don't know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just it could be like it could move in a weird way like if you get out there, but who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's from our observable like very close observable where we can do experiments with spaceships and satellites and stuff. Shit still seems to hold up pretty true. Like the size of the universe does seem to be the size of the universe. Right, yeah. It is about 14 billion light years across, like which isn't well the observable like that's the part that nobody seems to understand that's the observable that's because light hasn't had time past that point to exist light didn't exist before 14 billion years away and since it can only travel at the speed of light you can only see 14 billion years away like that's that's it before that you just see the ether that exists and they have telescopes strong enough to look at that shit that blows my fucking mind that blows my fucking mind that they have telescopes that can look at like the background radiation of the Big Bang. They can look back in time all the way to the point like a few seconds after the shit happened. That is phenomenal to me. It's like, wow, humans. You're so crazy. <laughs> Good you're job. So Good you're going you're gonna to kill us all. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all going to die eventually. Probably. On a long enough timeline. <laughs> On a long enough timeline. <laughs> Everyone's survival rate drops to zero. Well, you want to get your recommends out of the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that big a deal, but if you own a computer, which I assume you do, you're listening to this, or if you own an entertainment center with you know, Xboxes and shit, do yourself a favor and spend an afternoon and zip tie that shit up. Make that shit clean. You know, t- clean up your desk. Like, I know everybody listening probably hasn't done it in 10 years since they own the desk. They haven't actually cleaned that motherfucker all the way off. But, you know, springs in the air. And I know this shit's important to me, so hopefully it's important to some of y'all out there. Clean your shit up. Like, zip tie it. You know, take care of it. You know, it looks so much better. And there's such a... That's something so little you can do that when you're done, you're like, ah, oh, that's a good <laughs> feeling. That shit looks good. Like, that was worth it. I mean, that could just be me. I'm kind of anal when it comes to that shit, but... I did it over the weekend and really felt good about myself afterwards. So, And if it isn't that, I guess the recommends could be more geared towards that. Find something that would really satisfy you if you had to... Like if you put the four to six hours of time in and built a small garden outside or built a barbecue pit or fire pits or, or knitted a sweater or whatever. But actually um, do something in a condensed amount of time that will really show you some reward that you want at the end of it. You know, it's like if it'll take you eight hours to knit a sweater that you want or a scarf, do it. Spend that eight hours in a straight, you know, like, do it. Like, just kind of zen out, meditate a little bit, and get something done. You'll feel good about yourself. Trust me. It's in the human psyche. We're supposed to do that shit right now. We're supposed to be mm-hmm. making gardens, and we're supposed to be fucking doing shit right now. We should be hunting and fishing, and it's spring, baby, and we are animals. Anybody who doesn't know that, you know, should. We are. There are cycles to this shit. Just like how the bears know to get up and eat berries right now. We know how to... It's, we know it's our time to be building huts and shit and storing grain and cutting plants down. We should be doing shit. So get out there and do some shit. <laughs> do some shit, my friends. Yeah, I recommend you do some shit. I'll condense that. Too long didn't read. Do some shit. <laughs> I meant to take care of this at the beginning of the episode, and we'll be sure to touch on it at the beginning of the next episode, just in case. Oh, yeah. We, like, so <laughs> you'll, you'll have all met our friends from the Dresden Files, and if you haven't started listening to Dresden Files, you're wrong, blah, 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 blah. But now we are a podcast 
on a larger network. Yeah, the Broken the, uh... Jars Broadcasting. Uh, because Zelda broke jars, and that's good enough, and that game is good enough for us. That's right. So we never, you never know, you might find a rupee. I will correct. I will just have to correct you, though. What? Broke the link. Broke the jars. You know, I said if it's good enough for that game. Yeah, but you said Zelda broke the jars. Damn it. Damn it. I was trying not to do it. I was really was. <laughs> but so you can find us at uh, brokenjars.xyz. Yeah. Which is a cool domain. I like the I like it. Instead of .com, it's XYZ. Pay mm-hmm. attention to that because we don't know what brokenjars.com is. We didn't probably even check yet. But, <laughs> but uh, brokenjarsxyz is uh, it's really cheap. That's why we did it that way. So look yeah, for us there. Look for us there. Um, I think I've changed everything over. Our Podbean account's still running, so you'll be able to find us there as well. Uh, we're going to be bringing new podcasts, and we're going to have some blogs, and we're just going to have some Twitch channels. We're going to do some collabs. Shit, yeah. man! Like it's going to be just things for all your nerdy, weird, whatever this kind of entertainment is. That's going to be your hub for it. We're going to try to. Gonna we're going to try one to, of them anyway. We're going to try to curate a place where you have more than enough entertainment, just like this podcast, <laughs> which probably won't be good enough. For anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna try. Yeah, we're gonna do it anyway. Fuck it, because we want to, and it's fun having control over shit. It is fun having control over shits, but yeah, you. Sh- mm-hmm. If you're you, if you, so you might need to like redo your subscription via iTunes. I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, you, we're we're still there. Come find us. You know all that cool stuff. Email us. Broken jars broadcasting at gmail.com. 42 podcast at gmail.com. F42 podcast on Twitter. I don't think Broken Jars has Twitter yet, but it will. Uh, yeah, so do things. Talk to us so we can talk to you and we can make things better. Awesome. awesome. I like it. <laughs> we got to call it there, Jake? Yeah, I think so. It's awesome. Huh. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for coming out to the 42 Podcast. And we hope you all have a good night, good morning, good evening, and all everything, all those nebulous times in between. Because time is illusion. Lunchtime, doubly so. Bye. <laughs>